Alex Horton, podcast producer here at BuildWit. This is the internal podcast, but the version where I get to talk to one of our team members here at BuildWit, which is super exciting. It's been a while because we've uh, been a little busy. Is that fair to say? Just a little. A little busy. So uh, today I'm joined by my good friend, Kayla Dorsey. What's up, girl? What's up? What's up? Welcome to Dirt Talk Studios. Harrison over there running the sesh, being a dude. Um, so I guess probably the best way to jump in is how hard is it being a twin? Oh, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we can touch on that, but maybe to go a little, f- well, there is really nothing further back for you than being a twin. Yeah. That is literally the first one. thing you ever did or ever. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> so everybody, Kayla Dorsey, she has a twin. I have an identical twin. That was my fun fact. Uh, for the week that they posted on mm-hmm. the, the team meeting. It is a fun fact. It is, is kind of my go-to. Like, I always feel like I'm a little bit phoning it in. Like, probably about at least 30 people on the team know that I have a twin. Mm-hmm. But it is it is a fun fact. Not a lot of people know that. Um, especially our birthday is 222. There's two of us. There's a lot of twos in my life now. You two plus Aaron. It's kind of like, a, it's kind of like a Phoenix triplets situation. Yeah. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron's just like us. <laughs> yeah, it's really the same yeah. thing. It, he could he could blend in just fine. Uh, yes, yeah, so you are from the Phoenix area. Yep, born and raised. Scottsdale. Scottsdale, Arizona. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, grew up in Scottsdale. I live in Phoenix now. It's all just kind of one big suburb, but mm-hmm. um, grew up there. I have my twin sister. I have an older sister. Um, lots of lots of girl energy in the sure. Dorsey household. Lots of talking. I think that's why I'm like very extroverted. And I, I mean, not everyone always sees that, but like I need to be around people. Mm-hmm. I always had someone next to me all, all my life. So yeah, sure. I guess you were never really alone. Did you share a, a room like your whole life? No. Um, Love that. Yeah. No. And I was well, our first house. We shared a room, which I I barely remember now. I just have like one memory of us mm-hmm. jumping in between the beds. <laughs> um, but no, I I my parents still live in the house that I that we moved into, and like. When I was five years old. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I come home. We still have like spots. Like, I'll, I'm like, I have the smallest room in the house, and I'll be the only one that stays there sometimes, and I'll still go sleep in that room. Like, that's my room. Um, but no, we had our own, our own uh, space, mm-hmm. I guess you'd say. So we always did everything together. How much older is your older sister? Three and a half years. Okay. So, like, yeah. you were in high school at the same time, basically. Um, no. So, she graduated um, right when we were starting. So oh, got we were, it. So, like, okay. we were freshmen in high school, and she was a freshman in college. Got it. Made um, When we all graduated, it was a, a fun time because she was graduating college. We were graduating high school. Yeah. Just all the celebrations. Did or, you yeah. graduate college with your sister? Did she go to the same college as you? No. She went to um, NAU in Flagstaff. And I was at ASU, um, so like two hours apart. ASU, largest university in the nation. I know. Go Devils. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did not even want to go to the same college. Like we didn't ever, like we knew that we were not going to go to the same college. Like but... like you guys made that decision together? Or yeah, it was, it was I just feel like, like I want to like do my own thing and I really need you. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to want your own life. I'm going to want my own life a little bit. Yeah. yeah I mean, I always say this to people like it. I have a bit of identity crisis sometimes being a twin, but it's also like the best thing in the world having a best friend mm-hmm. built in. So we never wanted to be that far um, from each other, but we also didn't want to be together. And it was it honestly it worked out exactly how we would have wanted it. Like really did get to do our own thing and like mm-hmm. learn our own career path and all of that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, there is a little bit. Um, we've got really good friends who um, they ha- they got twin girls, and I- I'll I'll ask every once in a while, like you know, what are they doing, or what are like their kids doing to like differentiate themselves from the other one, or mm-hmm. do they feel do they act like a unit? Um, now these these twins are not identical, um, but like last year they both really wanted to try out for Frozen Junior. Like the, oh, at the like, children's theater, okay. which is fine, but they both wanted to be the same character as mm. a young honor or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that is tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's like, oh, they yeah. wanted to be their it's... own thing, but they wanted to be the exact same thing. And I feel like that's tricky. So it's interesting that you guys were like, we want to, you know, I, I mean, I guess it comes down to an identity thing, right? Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of the same hobbies because we ultimately like grew up in the same environment and did things together like as friends. Yeah. So like we both like music. We both had did the same sports. We did all she that. She had bangs. Stuff. You did not have bangs. She, well, I cut off all my hair so I wouldn't have bangs <laughs> anymore. It's like hair at my ears when I was five uh, just so I could look a little bit different. Sure. And then that became her her uh, like nickname was like B for bangs, Brenna bangs. Like she that's how people t- would tell us apart. Mm-hmm. And actually only until last year did she start to grow out her bangs or like more like swooped like Mm. curtain bangs or whatever. But like I have had so many people who aren't necessarily like our best friends who will see Brenna again now and they'll be like, you got rid of the bangs. Like, I don't know which one you are now. Like my my family members that come back and do that. I'm like, come on, guys. Like (laughs) I feel like when I've seen pictures of you and your sister, I'm like, wow, it's more like, oh, Caitlin has a twin. Not like, well, which one was Caitlin? Like, I don't I obviously I don't I've never met your sister. But I, I think, think Jess is the only one that has actually seen her in person. <laughs> um, and only because when she was in town in Phoenix like a month ago, um, she and Eric, her husband, like were, were at dinner and I was at that restaurant for a birthday dinner. You're like, hey. And like when they saw, I guess um, Eric was saying that he saw Brenna across the restaurant first and like waved. And she obviously has no idea who he is. I had no recollection. He was like, like oh, what? and then saw like, you know, pivots and sees me right next to her. And I was like, oh, my God, like there's two of us. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, for the most part, if people have met us in individual settings. It makes it a little bit obviously easier because mm-hmm. we do have different personalities and especially like that's developed more, I'd say, as we've gotten older. But uh yeah, so it, I don't think if you actually know us, it's confusing. But some people like to hold on to like, oh, you look the same. Oh, yeah. Great. Super cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, enough about your twin. Yeah. It's about you. Come on. <laughs> this is the Caitlin Dorsey internal podcast. Yeah, not Brenna Bangs. Um, so you graduated high school. You all went to different schools. You mm-hmm. went to ASU. What did you study there? Marketing. With a minor in film. I mean, if you want, the, if you want the whole, I mean, maybe the I whole do. shebang. Maybe I do. I was kind of an overachiever, and uh, yeah, I was. I I did I did the honors college. Mm-hmm. This is how I'm pretty sure I did meet Aaron once upon a time. In our our like honors class, we had to take sure. at Barrett. Um, and then I did marketing as my major. I had a minor in film. I had a and then basically two other minors in international business and business data analytics. Dang girl. Yeah. I, yeah. So three total minors? <laughs> yeah. Is that does that equal a major? I mean, I probably should have just gotten a double major and just like, you know. I have very diverse like diversified interests, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know of a better way to use college than like exploring different areas, you know. Well, yeah, so you can take like a whole class on something you just thought was cool. Yeah. I mean I knew 
Well, I guess I I didn't really know originally I was going to do marketing. I signed up for accounting (laughs) and then I went to my orientation and uh, I'm not saying that this is how all accountants are, but I just had a very like cliche sat down at a table of all the other accounting majors and like no one would speak like they're all Hmm. very socially awkward. Mm -hmm. And uh, all of a sudden I was questioning, I was like, why did I sign up for accounting again? Like I couldn't really remember. And uh, and then I was like thinking about it on my way home uh, from orientation because I had a very stressful experience signing up for all these classes. And then uh, I was all emotional about it. I was like, oh, what am I what am I supposed to be doing in college again? And my mom, my mom was like, why don't you just think about like the things that you like or what you actually are interested in? Or like she's an accountant. So she was like, oh, I think you just signed up for it because that's what I do. And you're like, I recognize that as like a business degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to be really obsessed with watching movie trailers. Like I had IMDb as my like homepage and I would just walk, (laughs) I would just like open up my computer and watch trailers all day long Uh, on like the, in iTunes, like little 30 second previews back Mm -hmm. in the day. I just like binge all of those. So I was like, oh, I like, you know, advertising and like I can make movie trailers one day. So I thought maybe marketing was the way to do that. In hindsight, probably should have taken editing classes or something, (laughs) you know, film, Um, which is a funny way to end up where I am now, but. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought that was the way. And then I really did get sucked into marketing. Never really questioned that major after that. There's a lot of really interesting aspects of it. But um, yeah, that's how I got to that start of my career, I suppose. In school, were you like a straight A student? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think it comes as a surprise. Anyone who's worked with me, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, uh, overachiever a little bit. So yeah, I worked very, I worked maybe harder than I, and like, it's one of those things that you look back and I'm like, did I really need to go like that hard on the grades thing? Like no one really cares once you graduate. Right. And I didn't end up going to grad school or anything like that, but you, you try to get good grades in high school so you can like get scholarships to go mm-hmm. to college. I mean, ultimately that was like the, the goal was like get out of Arizona, <laughs> uh, uh, and you know, double the, double the tuition happening mm-hmm. with being a twin. So I was like, gotta work hard, gotta get all A's. And then that kind of just defined my approach to studying and uh, just, you know, started becoming a gold star chaser. So took that into college a bit too. Because I guess it becomes less about like knowing the material and more about like achieving the teacher's prescribed goals, I guess. Does that make sense? Like, are you you really going after it because you want to know all of it or because you want to like perform well? Um, that's a good question. I think it would, I think it depends. And there's a lot of times I think I just like want to perform well. I wasn't always the best student. Like I, I'm not, I, I don't do a great job at people lecturing me or talking to me for hours on end. Like that's, I fall asleep. I fall asleep everywhere. Good thing. Good thing we didn't do that for the last three days. I, I was honestly really nervous about that. I'm like, I'm going to fall asleep in front of everyone. I'm going to get the like videos of Caitlin, like not enough in the corner. And no, luckily that didn't happen. Um, there were some people who were like really passionate around mm-hmm. me and they were like, yeah, yeah. And I felt like I was like in church. <laughs> Everyone was like really like feeling the spirit of Buildwit. Uh, and that kept me pretty engaged. Um, yeah, no, I, but there are certain classes or certain things that I get interested in. And a lot of what I got out of college more than like the classes or any of that or like the really prescribed lessons was just everything I did was a group project. Like mm-hmm. that was the entire marketing program with just so many group projects. And ultimately, like, that's what it's like to work in real life is like you don't do anything alone. Like, I'm not a freelancer. Like, I've always worked at a agency or mm-hmm. whatever. And like, everything's always a group project. So. 
though college group projects typically suck because one person ends up doing all of it. Yeah, which is usually me. <laughs> like, hey guys, I did all so this. Uh, like do you want to change balance. font or something? Yeah, exactly. I yeah, I remember it was like finishing people's parts of an essay that was like due in hours while I was riding the light rail like on my phone in between my internship I was just like just had some of those chaotic moments and I don't it's it's funny to look back now but I actually want to take any of that away I think it makes me a lot of who I am of just being like it's about that that hustle life you know <laughs> gotta get it done <laughs> gotta get it done I don't care how it gets done mm-hmm. but so when you left school, did you, was there any ever was there ever any interest to go directly to a like a master's program? Um, yeah, I thought about it a lot. I mean, I've actually I've still thought about yeah, it I so guess much. The door's not closed. Yeah, I'm mean, I'm only twenty seven. Okay, no. I feel twenty five. <laughs> yeah, just, just to be clear. I am twenty seven. I do feel twenty five. I feel twenty five. Yep. Um, uh, it's never closed, but I think I've discovered over time that I don't think it matters that much in the careers I'm pursuing. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that there's no like validity to master's programs or anything like that. I just don't think it would necessarily, I don't, I think it would maybe slow me down at this point, then push me forward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So I thought about it a lot when I was in college because a big part of why I went to ASU was just because it was affordable. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll get my like prestigious moment in grad school and I can go somewhere cool yeah. or whatever. I can move out of state, I can do all that stuff with through grad school. But I don't really think that's the, the route anymore i i was just like seeking uh where i fit into marketing because i think there's a lot of different like directions you can go with that mm-hmm. and i think that's a testament to like what you even see here i'm not that everyone like comes from marketing but like look at how many different services that we've started to create just through starting in like the media space of it all and then into more of like the marketing and there's like kind of the strategy and consulting there's the creative there's the technical digital side mm-hmm. like i was always seeking like where do i fit into that more so than how do I like get an extra accolade or whatever? Yeah. And I'm still figuring that out <laughs> a little bit. Well, I think what's, but yeah, the way you're talking about like the master's program too, I think is really interesting to me because it's like, if, if you're not, and maybe this is just, I'm, I'm talking like chill right now. Um, <laughs> we'll cut that out. We can cut that out. It's fine. Um, I think what's interesting about the way that you're talking about master's program, it's like, it's true. You would not, get the value out of it depending on what it is like you could go get an mba you could Mm -hmm. totally do that Mm -hmm. what like why at this at this point right other than the actual education yeah what do you what do you see out of that Mm -hmm. i mean maybe not much yeah i mean obviously you would have an mba so like that is more valuable yeah but it's also not like well now that i have an mba i could do this which i couldn't do before you know i just based on the things you like like anti-college though i've become maybe more of that through the years or maybe even working here Mm -hmm. a little bit but uh i think it's what you make of it and i don't think you have to do it um i think that um a master's program or college in general is helpful if you're trying to really like switch careers into something you don't know anything about and i think it's harder to have the opportunity to do that um just like out in the blue um like i think there's a lot of things you can learn mm-hmm. um through that that experience and a lot of it's what you bring to like your own personal background and then hearing from other people who come from different backgrounds and they're sharing their experience and learning through different people in your program but i think the like if i like i think i can get further in my own career just through experience at this point mm-hmm. for now 
We'll see. You never know. We'll see. My my tune has changed. I used to be like real gold star chaser. Like, why wouldn't you go to college? Like, probably honestly had a lot of the perceptions people have had of the dirt world, like, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years ago of like, oh, it's, you know, they don't know, like people who don't know what they want to do. And they are like, I'll just do this. I'll just work or whatever. Well, like they can't get into college. Yeah. So that's why they did that. Yeah. Or something like that. Like really just being ignorant of like why people care about this industry mm-hmm. or any, any really blue collar work. Um, and now I'm like, I don't think people need to be putting themselves hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt to go. And then they all go sit out in an office and are like, what am I doing? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not what they want to do. I hear so many people are like, I, re- I want to use my hands. I want to do something more like engaging and active and like see the value really like firsthand and yeah. visually and all that kind of stuff. I think I'm definitely not anti-college. Yeah. But I am anti might as well go to college. Yeah. Because I think there are plenty of people, and myself included, didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was kind of had like a personal crisis at home and was like, well, I guess I'll just go to college. Mm-hmm. Or I guess, I'll, I guess I'm still going to college, but I don't really know what I'm going to do when mm-hmm. I get there. And in hindsight, it's like, well, that was a mistake. Like, mm-hmm. I could have done that better. But also, like, there was no education for me to have like, more of a grip on that. Um, yeah. Well, that's why, we're, you know, that's why we're here. Yeah. No. And when I was 18, I didn't think there was any other path. Yeah. Uh, I, I like, wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would, well, if I don't go to college, then like, what am I supposed to I do? I was crazy. I was like looking up colleges I wanted to go to when I was 13 and figuring <laughs> out like a game plan of how, how I was, do I was going to. I really was. No, I saw Legally Blonde and I was inspired and I was like, like she got do, into Harvard. How does she do that? I'm going to do it. I've seen the movie a couple of times. I'll, I'll just do what she did. Um, no, I was like, that, that's the only way that's what I'm, that's what I gotta do. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately like, that's also a very like privileged thought process too. Just like, of course I'm going to go to college. Like, but yeah, through time I've become, I'm very like financially aware. Um, people make jokes about it. I'm like very scrappy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very cheap. <laughs> um, and I think that somewhat started through trying to figure out how I was going to go to college and but like also go to a good college because I didn't want to go to ASU because everyone goes to ASU in Arizona. It's sort of like if you can breathe, you get to go to ASU. And I thought that was bad. And then I realized someone, I I, I was a tour guide in college. Mm-hmm. They used to sell people on coming to ASU. Um, and I realized like their whole mantra was uh, like everybody deserves the right to an education. Um, and so they were making it very accessible, yeah. which bothered me when I was like really busting my butt in, in high school to get in because I wanted to feel special. But then when I was there, I was like, yeah, like th- we should be making it accessible to people. And uh, it's what you make of it. Right. Like, don't waste your money if you just want to go party every single weekend. Like, you can do not, that for you, free. Yeah, you, <laughs> you can do that for free. Do that on your own time. People. Yeah. Oh. Well said. Um, so after college, where did you go to work? Um, I worked at a small-ish um, marketing agency in Phoenix um, that did pharmaceutical marketing, healthcare marketing. Sure. And that's actually what I did all the way until coming here. Um, it was kind of a fluke that I got that. Not a fluke. I applied to like a million jobs. I wanted to work. I was My last internship in college was at an advertising agency. So I thought, oh, I like it. It's cool. Mm. It's casual. They have... A There's ke- a ping pong table They have there. a keg in the fridge, in the kitchen, you know? Yeah. Like, this is cool. Um, I don't drink beer. Well. I don't drink beer, period, but, like, I thought that was cool. Um, no, I liked I liked the type of work that they're doing. I liked working with clients. I, I actually worked on their 
content strategy team. So I was with all the developers and all of them in the basement. Um, I was like, this is fun. This is hip. Um, but then they actually let go. They lost like a big account and they laid off a bunch of people a couple of week weeks before my graduation. And so even though they've been talking to me about like coming on full time, they basically were like, we can't guarantee you, but you can stay as an intern. I was like, I... <laughs> I'd rather just have a normal job. I think I just want to graduate with a job at this point. I've, I'm like, I've been really trying hard in college and I'm not going to just intern indefinitely, yeah. right? Like there's not a game plan for this turning into anything. I was doing a lot of just like picking up the pieces. You know, as an intern, you're just like, oh, wherever people need help, I'll just step in. It wasn't yeah. really, like, really clear. So I just applied to so many different types of marketing jobs. And I wanted to move to New York. I was like, I'm going to work in New York. I'm going to work in advertising. I'm going to like, I know I'm going to make no money. I'm going to be in love. have five roommates, all the stuff. And I was fine with that. Uh, got, a, got a job in New York. And then it paid like nothing. It really bad. And I thought I would still take it. And then had a whole debate. I had, I was given 24 hours to decide whether I was going to take it or not, like, which I think says a lot about just the company culture. So I'm, in hindsight, I'm probably glad I didn't do it, but it was very, like, very emotional uh, experience. And I turned it down, uh, took the job that I got in Phoenix. They're all different types of positions. It's funny knowing now more about the industry. I'm like, mm. those are not even similar jobs yeah. I was applying for. I just wanted to work in marketing and that's all I knew. But I worked in like a, ended up taking the job in Phoenix so I could save up some money, live at home for a little bit, you know, then afford to move out a few months. Um, worked in as like an account coordinator. So didn't really know what that meant at the time, but basically it was just like supporting all of their clients mm -hmm. from that office. I'm going to give you, I'm, yeah, I'm going way into detail on this, but this is for the last four years of sure. my life or whatever. Uh, I, I thought that they actually did. They had a film department, which is why I knew of the um, company, but it had nothing to do with the rest of the business. I did not know they, they like did marketing for drugs at the end mm -hmm. of the day until I got to my interview. You're like, oh, oh, I thought it was just film. Um, cause they basically had bought the like larger company had bought this small PR firm in Phoenix. And part of that PR firm used to do like local promotion for movies. So I thought when I was applying to be like an account coordinator, I was like, oh, I'm going to help work with like Disney <laughs> and Universal and all this stuff and promote movies to people in Phoenix. So it's like smaller scale, but still like on the way, on the way, yeah. entertainment marketing is going to be great. And they're like, oh, we work in healthcare. Um, like, like oh. Oh, like health wellness. That's all great. Whatever. And then I'm like, oh, it's like with big pharma. Okay. <laughs> uh, the bad guys. Uh, so, um, but I needed a job. So I did that and then uh, worked very hard. And uh, I met uh, there. I learned a lot and I learned a lot. Like it's definitely was a good experience in terms of growth and getting him into brand strategy and like um, really just, I was so involved in that, that business. I felt like I really made like an impact because the, the whole company was like 150 people maybe, but the office I was in was only 10 people on the advertising team. And I was brought in because there was one other, there was one account manager on like 15 accounts. And so I was brought in to like come support that essentially. Um, and then over time I like got to move up rather fast. Um, I think partially because it was small, it gives you a lot mm -hmm. of opportunities, um, which was great, though, like being a younger person, given more responsibility faster than if I was at a, a big New York company um, where I was probably one of many and was very replaceable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so busted my ass for a few years and was getting pretty burnt out. I mean, it was not like what I wanted to do long term. 
but uh yeah I got kind of sucked into it <laughs> and then I uh I met my friend Kate and she was like you ever hear a build one there you go uh, and then sold me on sold me on this caught me at the right time and so when did you start at build with um March 2021 it's like a year and a half ago yeah Which feels like I'm a veteran you are a vet I know <laughs> but I do I it, I've lived many lives here I feel like everybody who's who has come after me I still think of as the new guy because I there You've are things in my really brain long. that feel yeah. like a new guy yeah but I've I guess I'm two and a half years that's crazy March 2020 February yeah I never knew you as anything other than the podcast producer oh, and it was I think at like right the before. right time yeah okay. that makes sense um and so for the folks who have not been here the entire time when you came to build build what would you do what were you doing originally um i was hired on as a brand manager um which is a position position that doesn't technically exist anymore um but it sort of has morphed into we had like brand managers brand strategists essentially we have project managers and creative strategists now so mm-hmm. it's kind of operating in the like project manager team essentially it was slightly different but um was you know brought on to help uh work with all of our partners um support the strategists like clay um and yeah did that for nine months something like that which is weird it feels like i did that a lot longer than in the position i'm in now but time has just like flown um but yeah so i uh would help you know uh come up with ideas support our partners all that kind of stuff work with all everyone on the the team, which is now really the services team, mm-hmm. but back then it was, it the only was, team. It was just all build. It was just build with creative. We went through so many different name changes. Like mm-hmm. it was like build with media when I started. with build with creative. It was just, build with media group. Oh yeah, it's like I don't. At some point, I was like, I don't know yeah. what technically I was build with build with media. Who knows? Forgot that it was build with creative there for a little bit. Yeah, which was really my my duration of in, that position was mm-hmm. like it was build with creative. Um. And I just like, oh, it's just, I'm just working at an agency essentially that specializes in construction marketing. But I, I mean, I came to build with, I got convinced to be here more so by the fact that there were other aspects of build with, um, than just being like a marketing agency. Yeah. Like that was enticing to me, um, that there was so much media and there was all the, like different, there was growth potential beyond just like being another niche marketing agency. Cause I didn't necessarily want to be like categorize into like I was just in pharmaceuticals and only working in that one space and I don't want to just switch over and just be a snow construction now too like I wanted to expand my skill set in different ways and I feel it felt like coming to build with I had more opportunities to do that because there's so many different things that we do Mm -hmm. and are like constantly evolving that we are constantly evolving that yeah every six (laughs) months I feel like I've a different job in a way not technically I'm not not so much as like Eric. <laughs> oh, yeah, he literally has a he different really job. He really has a different job. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, so what are you doing now? Um, I'm production manager at, um, on the media team. Media team, what's up? What's up, what's up? <laughs> Very fun. Been a blast this week. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I help organize all of the shoots and keep everyone, uh, you know, on track i don't know um help with budgeting help help with proposals all that stuff um help with the training organizing all of that there's a lot more like pre-pro planning that goes into that mm-hmm. so 
help with all that kind of side of things. Just becoming a producer. <laughs> Who knew this is how you'd Try. get there? Yeah, I know. And, you know, everyone takes their different paths to get to the... I, I wouldn't have thought I would have ended up in a... Just, like, in the last few years doing what I'm doing now, I wouldn't have thought I would could end up in a position where I could become a producer. Yeah, and so you are, like, keeping all these, like, creative projects on track. So I guess there's a little bit of that, like, project manager thing there, but... It takes a lot of the, like, soft skills I've developed through the past few years. I don't come from, like, a traditional media. Like, I was never a videographer, mm. photographer, anything like that. Um, but a lot of the actual, like, job description really fits a lot of what I have been doing for years. What's interesting is essentially at some point you and I are going to have the same job title. <laughs> You're a Pildwit? Yeah. That we do very, 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 very different things. things. <laughs> um, like my skill set is not, I'm not disorganized. But I, I definitely come from the school of I will find a way to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And not that you don't do that. You clearly like are very good at that. But that that kind of like drives the, and part of the thing that I guess requires to happen is that if this is has a level of organization, a level of planning. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like I'm coming at it at a different way, but it kind of spits out the same form. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you you were at one point literally doing all of this on your own. Um, sure. There was no podcast without... <laughs> you weren't just like producing the podcast, you were the podcast, w- you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like Aaron talked. And yeah. it's funny, he's kind of moonwalked out of being involved in the podcast like more and more in the last 18, 19 months, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, to the point where he's like, just let me show up and tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. But at the at, at the beginning, it was just like I'll show up and you tell me what to do because I got I just didn't really n- know, and I feel like that's kind of how we've had to build this thing in general. It's just like when new people come in, it's they're I think most people are like I will somebody will tell me what to do, like yeah. and where to be, mm-hmm. and I will do the thing they gave to me. And that lasts for a very short amount of time. It's like, right now, so you ha- you understand the basics. Yeah. Now I have to do something else. So you need to own this and figure it out. Um, totally. And I feel like that's, I mean, I, when we talked early on, when you moved to the media team, I feel like you kind of had that vibe a little bit. You're just like, I'm not super sure what exactly this is, but. Well, yeah, I think, and what, honestly, probably a lot of the people have been hired this past year because it has been this, like, crazy growth. So just, just these positions opened up that didn't exist before. Mm-hmm. So you're not, like, walking in into, to fill something very, like, concrete. Like, oh, there was someone who was doing this before. We need you to do this now. Because well, like, no. that's different than, like, oh, we need to hire another videographer. We have all, we have four. Yeah. So just do what they're doing. There's a lot of, like, new positions that just didn't exist before. Yeah. So it's partially, like, what you're making of it. Like, there was... I think I honestly I don't really think I knew what I was signing up for when I decided to move to the media team. I thought it was just going to be like uh, I think I, I don't think I've processed that we were really kind of separating into divisions. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a new company at right? that point. Yeah. Um, and so I was just like, oh, yeah, I want to work more with media. I was like, great, you're on the media team now. We're <laughs> sweat- like we're sweat- you're not on that team anymore. We got to tell everyone. I'm like, yeah, you're not working with me. You are. You no, are. On the I felt like team. I was like going through a breakup <laughs> with like the service <laughs> services team. Like, I'm sorry, it's not you, it's me. Um, I'm just trying trying to find new paths. I felt that way with uh marketing team too. Yeah, it was like, well, I mean, I guess it does make sense because podcast is media, but I'm on the marketing team. 
Mm-hmm. And those are my people, you know? Yeah. Then, um, of course, like in hindsight, it's like, this is, I'm able to do what I'm doing here and they're able to do what they're like. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. I feel really fortunate, though, that I did get to spend all that time. Um, even like, I don't want to say on the services team because I wasn't on the, on the build with creative team. Yeah. Um, but working with all those people, working with like Chase and Nia and Clay and Claire and like, we were a really small team then. So I definitely like was like, I worked with them, talked to them every single day. Yeah. And so I still feel connected to that team, even though Me too. I don't talk to them obviously as much anymore, mm. but I'll still, uh, send everyone a random gif every now and then, you know, got to keep it interesting in the Slack channels. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah but i and i think that makes it i don't know i think that makes me better at my job ultimately like being more connected and not just being like siloed into only thinking of build with as build with media um but yeah i had i definitely had i didn't have a plan for replacing me um it just happened very quickly mm-hmm. because media was like we're media now and really was only Lori on the team at that point who wasn't like a, you know a videographer photographer or whatever like she was the only one that was really like running the show <laughs> yeah had a had the skill set of running that thing so like just like you know needed support um so i was definitely like thrown in a little bit but also like couldn't just disappear from the set of partners i had um so that was a longer transition mm-hmm. so which also made it a little little confusing of like what is my job because i can only take on so much i can't just like fully just dedicate to be like this new position when i'm still figuring out who's taking my my mm-hmm. my current position so um, it was a it was a bit of a process earlier on, which I think is why it feels like it's been so quick. Um, really getting my like uh hands dirty took a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've gotten to mold it a little bit more, I think, or like figure out processes, especially as Jess and Alex came on board and like Maria, like we're very much like counterparts and yeah. uh that helped at least like solidify a lot more things and help solidify like where I'm going from here a little bit more and the like, opportunities. So it's, it's been interesting, but it's been cool. Yeah. It's constantly changing, but I, I think I like that. So you used a, a good word that, um, I think not a lot of folks get to use and get to do this process. You said molded, like you've, you've kind of molded this molded by it. Molded by it. <laughs> um, I feel like most people in most jobs, especially at other companies, do not get that opportunity to jump into something and be like, all right, well, here's like the problem that is I'm here to play a role in solving, sure. But you're also kind of building a position that it's like, here's the things I want to do mm-hmm. and I want to solve it this this way. Yeah. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of people at Build It who get to do that. Yeah, and everyone do- and does in a certain well, way. I like it's like it's never. Um, it should never be like stagnant. It should never just be like, well, this is what you wanted to do, and now you're this just, is what the job title this, says. This is so. what you're stuck in. Yeah. You know, like as we're expanding, as we're discovering new things about our company, like we can try different things. Um, we can change our mind. I think at some mm-hmm. point, you know, like uh, I think this team. Tons of like, I think once you're on, done, this, I think changed yeah, their mind. Yeah. Just said, I'd rather do something else. Yeah, like. I'm on this team. I know that I can bring value in different ways. And I think people are receptive to helping discover where we fit best in that. If you mm-hmm. fit, fit, you're along for this crazy ride. Like truly, I think you can make the most of it to serve yourself as much as it serves the company. Yeah. Are you somebody who really cares about job titles? No. So uh, at my first job, we didn't have job titles. You just showed up. So the, the first time and the last time I ever saw my job title was when I applied for the job. 
So I was brought on as account account coordinator was what I applied to. Mm-hmm. And I got there and they're like, your account services. And that was all I knew. I would get like promotions, but mm-hmm. they would be like, they would like call it like an award. You get, or eventually they started having like internal levels. So like you knew at some point you were at a certain level, like your level one, level two, whatever. But they never told you the title. But I, have, I have no connection to titles. Okay. Like I, I really don't. I I sometimes, that's one way to really irritate me sometimes is if, if people get really caught up in like the specifics of their title. Mm-hmm. And titles can also be a bad thing and that sometimes they don't actually describe what you do and it can be confusing to people. But... Chell was talking about that this week that it's just like he he's had multiple job titles at build it and none of them tell the story of what he does at all like well it's about right and it i mean it it doesn't really matter it just it doesn't really matter it doesn't. i think as long as like i think having a There's, career, there is career va- progression yeah. and like understanding where you fit in the ecosystem and being able to communicate that to external partners to people internally too especially as we get bigger um, we can't know everybody. So at some point you have to have some way of explaining what you do. But um and like I do think people need to understand like their their own opportunities of where they can grow in this company. That that doesn't have to be in a you know, I think you can grow within your own skill set and that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean changing a title. But I do think that's important to especially like uh younger people mm-hmm. as they come on board and they're still figuring out how this all works, you know? Well, it would not be even a little bit of a stretch for me to go to Alex Ferrari or, you know, Jess or Lori or whoever to like, hey, can I be this? Like, can I have this title instead? Mm-hmm. For them to be like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, sure. What, like switch it in bamboo? Like we don't have. Yeah, like that. that's yeah, the I mean... extent that it has here. But I, I, to go back to what you were saying, I think there is a lot of value in, um, if if a job title can be shorthand for your job description, then like that's why you, yeah you you know so you ha- can sort of map like the things I'm doing kind of go with this job title. But if it mm-hmm. if it's just because a title sounds cooler, it's like sure, I mean, your yeah. resume might look cooler. I could get I could co- make up a badass title, but I don't get to anything update out of that. my resume yeah. without knowing exactly what positions I once held. Um, but it was huge in terms of building my career actually not being tied down I got to kind of play the game a little bit and even though I was a coordinator um I feel like email partners and I I had the same it just said Caitlin account services which is the same as my boss and her boss and so level no, three no, level four yeah I know no one knew very uh, no Scientology one, no one knew how old I was <laughs> no that was really important because people used to bring up my age constantly I was I was like ten years younger than the next youngest person in my office, mm-hmm. so I often felt it was like brought up constantly. A, a little like bit could kid. be could be used against me, mm-hmm. but my our clients wouldn't ever know how they didn't they wouldn't even we didn't really do. I don't feel like until COVID, no one really was doing like video conferencing regularly. We'd have yeah. like phone conference calls, but like you'd only have my voice and my title on my my lack of a title in my email signature. That's all you really knew. So you just you just know my work. And so I was like, I can try to level up as much as I can and not be tied back by, oh, you're you're 22, you're 23, you only have a year experience. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have to play that as much. Well, it's like I'm, I'm here to serve just as much as the other people yeah. on my team and I'm yeah. showing up for that. 
just because you have 10 years of experience doesn't necessarily mean it's all good experiences, you know? <laughs> um, what do you do when you're not working? Um, I watch a lot of movies mm-hmm. and TV, uh, which makes me sound like a couch potato, but I really... You're very intentional about very watching Very intentional about it. I have my little... Uh, I freaking love uh, award season. I like track all the movies that I watch throughout the year mm-hmm. and like rank them and have a little competitions with my friends. What's your top four on Letterboxd? Um, I don't know. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know that like some of my favorite movies and I, I will get on a soapbox about favorite movies. It's not the best movies of all time it's that you've just seen. just the ones that you just love. Just the ones that you love. When Harry Met Sally sure. my favorite movie of all time. Okay. Um, I love Before Sunrise, um, which is a Richard Linklater film. Mm-hmm. It's like part of that little trilogy. Really, really good. Unless you're someone who really loves like action-oriented movies, don't watch it. All they <laughs> do is talk the entire time. Um, and then I love old, old like old tiny movies. Um, there's a movie called All About Eve. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So many classic lines in that movie that you like wouldn't even remember. Like, like that's where that comes from. It's so old and it's so great. Um, I can't remember what would be the fourth, but I do love like the social network, um, Whiplash, La La Land, some Damien Chazelle sure. in there. He's great. I'm really excited for his career. Um, there's so, I mean, The Departed, love. I love a good like con movie, like Catch mm-hmm. Me If You Can, The Sting. Uh, oh, and Back to the Future is like the movie that made me love movies. Yeah. Because I thought I was going to hate that movie. My mom made me watch it, and I thought it was a boy movie. Uh, I thought it was all going to be like sci-fi for some reason because of the cover. Yeah, it looks. looks yeah, I was like, what? What's this old guy, old mad scientist? Like, I don't want (laughs) to watch this movie. This looks dumb. And I watched it, and I, no joke, made my sister stay up with me for like an hour and a half just talking about the concept of time (laughs) and time travel. And I was just like, wasn't that so cool? (laughs) And I still will rewatch that movie and just be like, movie's the best i love um, that but yeah so uh, lot, lots of movies lots of tv i like running but that c- doesn't really compare to uh the, all the runners we have at this team Dude. i'm like sorry, I'm, I'm pulling sorry. up my letterbox because now i want yeah what, what are yours mind. what are your top? i haven't updated in a while but i'm sure it still stands um matt burt follows me on letterbox um we we like to bond about this every company team meeting we do a little catch-up and I've been really into logging every movie I watch, regardless if I've seen it before. I log every single one. And I was like, Matt, I'm sorry you've seen what I've been watching. It is just <laughs> going through something. I've watched every rom-com possible. Going past. through something, okay? Okay, I watched, I did watch the Brandy version of Cinderella twice last week. <laughs> but you know, I needed- It's great. And- I, I needed some inspiration. <laughs> Anything's possible. <laughs> okay, right now, but this is a couple years old. Okay. Gone Girl. Okay. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Yeah. Django Unchained. Hmm. And Inception. Very duty. Very dudes like. Like. I just want to be like, bah. like the Inception. Bah. Bah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. It is. It does also feel a little old. Like I remember, I remember There's when been a I, lot of movies. Like, since well, then. no, and I, I remember seeing all those movies and just being like, "These are amazing movies!" Like, oh man, I was so on the Inception train, like Django, all that stuff. Good, good stuff. But yeah, yeah, I don't even. Uh, Raiders would stay on there. Yeah. Um, I loved Gone Girl. 
That movie was the first time I really felt like taken for a ride uh-huh. by like a psychological movie and like the twist. Um, I was reading all these reviews of Don't Worry Darling um, last night. All these people were like, oh, the twist, whether it was good or a bad twist. And everyone just kept saying that. And I'm like, it almost is becoming like cliche to be like, let me throw some major twists, like plot point in there. And to me, I'm like, you're not Gone Girl. Like, you're not going to be able to pull it off the way that Gone Girl did. I was just so obsessed with how she, her narration is unbelievable. It's written gorgeously. Mm -hmm. But just her delivery of the narration, like, after seeing that, I'm like, this is like an Oscar performance. I thought she was going to win, it felt like she and ran. I thought her career was going to just skyrocket after that movie. And like she gets roles, but it's not not to but that she extent. Was, yeah, that's as as big as much hype as she'll probably ever get. Yeah. Um, I remember when she was in Pierce Brosnan's last James Bond movie. I think. Okay. Um, I think it, I'm sorry, Ollie. When I hear Pierce Bronson, I just think Mamma Mia. <laughs> I mean, he's great, Mamma Mia. He's really bad. Mamma Mia is easily the worst. Does not sound great. And, and mommy, yeah. We should have dubbed him. Bless, Bless. Pierce. <laughs> um. Anyway, she's like one of the two women in that Bond movie. I think it's her and Halle Berry. Oh, okay. It's not good. Yeah. Um. But they are in it together. Anywho, love that you did this podcast with me. Yeah, it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. I do catch myself doing like podcasty things. Right, like when people are talking, you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, you ever listen to the ones that are very inspirational and you're like, everyone just is like, yeah. Like, it's like I'm at like Red Table Talk or something. Do you, have you ever listened to, um, what, what is the New York Times, The Daily? Mm-hmm. Michael Bavaro or whatever his name is? Something I like don't that. ever listen to it, actually. Okay. So one of his big things is, and I find this really compelling when I hear it in real life. But he mm-hmm. does it on the podcast, and it feels very podcasty. To your point, but like you'll be saying something, and then be, hmm, mm-hmm. like, ooh, interesting. But hmm, you do that in real life a lot. I've been doing it because <laughs> do. I like when other people do it. Yeah, I've no, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's where that's from. That's just like to me. That's how you you do that. Well, it's it not just me, from that podcast. It makes but it's, me feel like I said something really intelligent. Well, but I, but it's like something I feel and was not. Yeah. Doing that. And so it's maybe a little bit of the podcast. Like I'm just like directly talking more in my life than yeah. maybe I ever did. You're a very engaged talker. And I do think that partially it's the hmm. <laughs> well, but, but it th- is. But like you make eye contact. It really sounds like you're like processing too. It's, I don't know. I'm trying to. Well. I don't even know where I heard the f- the phrase, but there was something like um, most people aren't listening. They're just waiting trying to think of the next thing they want or waiting for their turn to talk mm. and i was just like that better never be me yeah even though like i'm sure i do it all the time but i'm in... sure when you're on your like ninth podcast of the week you're, <laughs> yeah, it's like, let's get to the end. you're like let's get to the end of this but it's also pretty late now and you're probably well we were wrapping up yeah um and we, we goofed for 10 minutes too um but i appreciate that feedback thanks um i intentionally started trying to more actively listen and encourage the other person yeah and sometimes it is just sounds yeah i do that on zoom calls now Hmm. i I catch myself really exaggerating like head movements to make it look like partially just to encourage people to feel like they're still being listened to and engaged and i'm like overly nodding 
like aggressively or I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I don't even think they can hear. I'm on mute half the time when I'm doing it. Yeah. But it's also like for my sake, so I feel like I'm not just staring at I'm a like computer. I'm like locked in. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear me? I feel like I talked a lot at the team meeting when like somebody would finish up the thing they were doing. And it's, I don't think it's like a church thing because that's just not really a thing <laughs> at my church. A little bit. But it's like if somebody finishes, instead of like, for some reason I can't help it, but it would be like, thanks, like, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I'm the, I think I have a habit of when everyone's about to leave, I just start, start a new conversation. I'm like, wait, wait, but what about this? What do you think about that? And I'm like, wait, everyone's trying to wrap it up. Oh, we're leaving. Oh, no, okay. we're leaving. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I love spending time with people. Just hanging out. Yep. Uh, well, Caitlin Dorsey, you're a gem. Everybody knows it. You're a gem. <laughs> you're a gem. Uh, and appreciate that you were here in town, that you were agreeable um, and came on the podcast. You can tell everybody, all of your friends, that the podcast is super fun. Yeah, I'm going to post this on my Be Real, on my Instagram. I wish it would come up. Wouldn't I know, that be so I'm like, nice? I've been waiting for it. Yeah. That would be so fun. Um, well, for Kayla Dorsey, I am Alex Horton. I look forward to the next uh, person I get to have on the internal podcast. Until then, I'm not going to say stay dirty because that's Aaron's tagline. I'll come up with a new one, but for now, now I'll go, hmm. Hmm.